0: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role
3: Welcome to another episode of Don't Blame Me. I'm making Brinks. This is my co-host, producer Melissa D. Monts. I am a college
2: graduate. <laughs> I uh, I am smart. I know about taxes. I am from Arkansas. Yeah, I do not know about taxes more than me. I have an accountant that knows. That's taxes. True. I am responsible. I can do math. <laughs> what else? I am short. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> you are short. I am. What else? What are other fan fa- fun facts about you? My favorite color is pink. I was in a. Well, we both were in sororities. I had a I good experience am. in my. I still am. I am an active alum in my sorority. I mean, that's enough. That's pretty. That's fair. Our differences.
3: <laughs> I'm Megan. I am <laughs> tall. I am white. <laughs> that is true. I have IBS. (laughs) Oh my God. If we
2: want to go down that road. (laughs) Fucking shit. Yeah, exactly. Literally. (laughs) Lots of shit. I get questions on the daily. People like, Can you like, let me know how to deal with IBS symptoms? I'm like, do I look like I'm doing a good job? (laughs) Ask anyone with IBS. Like, they're like, how do you man? Nobody with IBS, unless they're lying and they're a part of an MLM pyramid scheme, who's like, I just started using these shakes and this essential oil. Nobody with IBS is thriving. Check out it on your friends with IBS because they are struggling every day. Every day is a fucking disaster. Oh,
3: that was fun.
2: I saw such a good TikTok of this guy being like, this black guy being like, I'm not racist. My refrigerator yes, is white. I saw it. And it was so funny. He's like, and that's on Whirlpool. And mm-hmm. I was like this, it was so... Sometimes I see these TikToks and uh, people, and I was like, you should be, if you're not an actor, you should be an actor. Because like, that was a performance. Mm-hmm. There's
3: like people that I've written down that I'm like, you're a writer, even if you don't know yes. that you're a writer. And if I ever sell something, you have to come be part of the show.
2: The amount of talent on TikTok mm-hmm. is... Baffling, and the vast amount of people who get famous—the people who get like blow up, on, get famous on TikTok—don't have an immense amount of talent. And if they do, they probably
3: actually—that's not even talent. They stole things from other people.
2: Well, I'm not even gonna—I'm not even gonna say people who are stealing the white girls who are stealing dances from black creators. I'm gonna say though, but their renditions they would not call. That's what took
3: it back from talent.
2: Yeah, it's like tracing. It's like watering down yeah
3: lemonade.
2: well and the biggest issue with tiktok and all of that like you can blow up and have big numbers it does far more often happen to white people but you're not getting the opportunities mm-hmm. like that's the thing that like every time i see a tiktok of like a like creator who's like i'm finally able to like move to la it's all the white ones yep. who are like i'm finally able to do blah 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 and i'm like you some of them even have like less followers than like people of color who i follow who are immensely, immensely more talented, more talented mm-hmm. but it's just like you don't get those brand deals and I do love supporting my favorite TikTokers and Me too. I love TikTok.
3: Mm-hmm. Also I've accidentally got onto our don't blame me TikTok a few times. And I'm like, what is this? Because <laughs> we have no longer, aug- like yeah.
2: none of it, because like, we just post like, on what there. What is wrong with TikTok? They have yeah, messed up my this algorithm. Shit, what this makes this? no sense. <laughs> Shameless plug, follow us on TikTok, our personals. And then we also come for the podcast. And we have to make our one that we yes, said we're going to make we today. We won't forget. We're an advice podcast. We give great fucking advice. It's the best. Um, it's tough love, but some people are think it's... <sighs> mean some people are here's the thing i want to say some people are soft no those people aren't soft. some people are lingering republicans who are trying to stay around and play the victim call me surprised (laughs) i'm baffled oh my god this is so out of character what do you mean (laughs) my rights fuck off um we're not salty at all but yeah we give wonderful advice if you want to call in for an upcoming episode you can leave us a voicemail at 310 international listeners you can send us an audio message at meganpodcasts at gmail.com we ask that you are 18 or over have your parents permission to call in let us know your pronouns you've got to keep the whole call under three minutes otherwise you'll be cut off not by us but by Google. We need to know your ages. We don't need to know your sun. We don't need to know your moon. We don't need to know your rising. If you have a son, it might be helpful for us to know if you have kids. If you're if it's about a relationship, how long have you been together? Your your ages, you you know, you don't have to include names, it's all anonymous, but as many details as possible and in order to keep it under 3 minutes, just practice. Write everything down. If you don't think you need to write it down, you need to write it down. And practice, keep it under three minutes. And then you might potentially get a gold star or a kudos or any form of verbal praise from Melissa. Yes.
3: I forgot to give some out last episode. There's one.
2: Here's what I will say. Uh, You are, you guys are crushing it. The one thing I will ask of you is you don't have to be so just in the beginning when you were giving your ages and like how many people are in it, just a little bit slower. Like for the people who are talking so fast, because I just want to write down for that part, age i'm this old i'm this old this person's this old this is pronounced. pronouns great but it's been doing people have been like really listening yeah and we I appreciate, appreciate it. it okay um well that's the requirements for the calls we hope to hear from you and i mean we continue we will continue to hear from you and if you have an update if you've called in for another episode um send us an email and uh we can get an update please please so what's new with you nothing i'm just ready to go on vacation you i mean your hair says that you are you are like First of all, your outfit, the amount of shit, the new clothes, the mm-hmm. looks, the hair—you are you are so ready. I found a website that has
3: everything that I've been looking for in my outdoor pajama quest. <gasps> not just like the one that was custom because she only did heavier material. Oh yeah, yeah. And I want and more you're you're resort free free flowing yeah. like rich housewife. Well, because you prefer to be naked. So yes. if you're wearing
2: clothes, we're not yes. going for yes,
3: yes, heavy so duty. I found well, Megan, my sister, actually found a website that has that's all that they carry.
2: Well, I'm excited for you in your sexy pajamas. Thank you. But you need to make sure that you take you some thirst traps.
3: Oh yeah. Especially now that I'll be in my house and I'll be spread out.
2: Oh yeah. It's gonna be great. Lots of room. For, <laughs> lots of room for thirst traps. Yes. You can do lots of different locations, mm-hmm. angles, all mm-hmm. of it. It's gonna be good. What's in it with you? I mean, honestly, not much aside from being on rush TikTok. I was on people who are on Alabama rush, TikTok, TikTok. And so then I started and kind of became anti-sorority TikTok, which a lot of my for you pages now become all of that. But now in this pivot, I feel like I now need to become the um, responsible person teaching children how to these like reckless children about cocaine and fentanyl, because like everyone is commenting on all of my TikTok, this one specific TikTok about a school that did quote unquote, blow or blow. That was like, you have to either give a blow job to a man or you have to do a line of cocaine. And it was a threat. It was never actually followed through in this instance, but it's come up multiple times and threatening people that you have to do this kind of thing and like leading them into a basement and like screaming, running around them, pretending you're going to hit them with paddles. Like that's still like hazing and like traumatizing. Even if it's a joke that's still mental yeah abuse also even though it wasn't forced in this specific instance it's still a threat it it, yeah and like that's still like not something you can do but the amount of people who are like for free coke i go first of all i desperately like seeing all these people who are like i would do the coke i would do the coke i would do the coke i'm like okay um not to be that person let's talk about safe drug use everybody please for the love of god do not do a white powdery substance or a drug that someone is forcing you to do I need you all to start testing your drugs. The amount of fentanyl that is in cocaine now. Riri, i like, What's going to be your code word? Coca-Cola. And the amount of the closest thing is Fenty Beauty. But I do not want to do that to Rihanna. No,
3: Riri. You could just make give it a completely different. Yeah. You know, like pickles, account. shit.
2: Yeah. It can be something like that. Here's the thing. You're going to do drugs. Have fun doing drugs. Make sure you're testing the drugs that you're taking. We've all taken some, not all of us, but I, I've taken stuff that I didn't totally know what it was. Did I have a good time? Maybe for a little bit. Did I part projectile vomit for nine hours afterwards? Yes. Was that not a great decision? Yes. Like, but this like whole idea and concept of like, this is like so much fun. Like college is great. There was like even one that someone responded, where they were like, sororities don't do bad stuff. It's only the fraternities, but like, blah, blah, blah here. Like, this isn't bad. And they were like, the fraternities here don't do anything bad. I go, oh, except for the one at the school you're referring to who made a pledge drink bleach and then they died. And they're like, what, are you fucking soft? I go, do you recreationally drink bleach out of like a with some ice and a paper straw? Save the turtles, drink some bleach. Like, this whole idea and concept. I'm like, not to be that old person, but I'm like, I really, I know that there are some smart 18 year olds out there, but you have to work overtime for those idiots. That is stressing me out. Those parents, those poor parents who were like, I'm sorry, my kid said, what? You are socked if you don't drink bleach. Oh, wow. I know. It is wild. One guy was also bragging in the comments, like my college would do the elephant walk. What a great night. And I was like, really do you enjoy, enjoy that, that? Mm-hmm. you enjoy that okay should we yeah. talk about mm-hmm. maybe unpack that a little bit because yeah. we've got some self-reflections i'm learning mm-hmm. to do okay mm-hmm. for sure one guy also said that they they had to eat a couch and like over the, and i was like like my strange addiction style that like over the course of a week they had to eat a couch and he was like yeah it wasn't that it wasn't like that hard there was a lot of us we had to do it in increments, but like, yeah, my poops
3: were so shitty for like months. My sister, Melanie, loved eating the fillings out of couches when she was a baby. Until one day, she started throwing up foam. <laughs> we you've been rat- you've been ratted out. <laughs> my aunt, like, went, she was like, where is she getting this? And then she saw like a part of the couch had been like pulled back and like a
2: big part of the cushion from the couch. Oh, <laughs> My God. Hey, at least it wasn't like lead paint or anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so we're going to get into our update. And this is an update. I mean, she gives us all she of the all uh, the, the dates. Play the
4: tapes. Um, so I am the caller that was dating the guy who was almost 40. And we were from the same nonprofit. And as we started dating, he re- he was saying he didn't want kids. So I left out details because I was trying to be anonymous. Um, but we're both mass shooting survivors. So you guys had touched on like the trauma bonding part, but, and maybe this is me justifying it. (laughs) I was thinking we weren't like, it's not trauma bonding specifically because it feels more like when you, I'm not religious, but when you're dating somebody religious and you are both like, you both know you have to pray before dinner. You don't have to like have that discussion, have it be like an awkward moment. Mm -hmm. And so that's how, that's how it felt more like that. Um, but the update is basically as soon as I called and said it out loud to you guys, I got the ick and I was like, oh no, I'm out. <laughs> and so all my I'd been talking to a bunch of friends about it and they were all just saying like, oh, maybe, you know, like maybe he will want kids. And I kept saying, he's not going to want kids. It's not going to work out. But I think hearing you guys say it made it more realistic. But by the time the call came out, I had already had the ick because we had a conversation and it's been so long. I forget what happened, but something made me like, I just immediately was at his house and I was like, oh no, I got to go. And so <laughs> I cut it off in February. Um, We do work for the same nonprofit and I know you're not supposed to work with people you date, but you know, and so we still work together and everything's totally fine. We're still friends, but yeah, that you guys were spot on with most everything you said and Melissa said, I wasn't going to make it two years. I didn't make it like two weeks past the call to be
2: honest. (laughs) I was going to say, I was like, what month or like where, what was the timing like that you got the ick? Like how, how long it had been?
4: Yeah, so we'd started talking in September in, I think, late January. I had called you guys, and by the time the call came out, I think I wasn't even talking to him anymore.
2: Because I was going to say, my ick is four months. Four months is, like, the threshold, <laughs> and then, like, it doesn't... I could not even tell... The same way, I'm like, I couldn't tell you what happened, but I got the ick, and I am, like... It's happened with every other person I've dated except for Moss. Like, it, but it, it is kind of like a clockwork sort yeah. of thing that... Yeah.
3: And I like how, like, once you said it out loud, you're like, oh, okay, this makes sense now.
4: Yeah. Like, the second I said it, I called and I'm like, oh man, they are going to roast
2: me and I'm already done. I almost called back and was like, "Never
4: mind, I solved it myself.
2: (laughs) Sometimes that's what it takes though. It's like say it out loud that it's like not to a friend or somebody who, not that like we're not trying to preserve people's feelings, but like a friend who you kind of like give like the cliff notes version of something. You don't have to like really like in depth explain it because they like get you or they can whatever. But when you have to like explain it to like essentially strangers or people that you're like, oh wow, now that I've said this out loud, this is, yeah, no. I don't necessarily stand by this this
4: is not my vibe yeah and all my friends like I was the one in your guys position being like he's not gonna want kids it's not gonna work out I know that and they were all kind of trying to be supportive and saying like oh well maybe you won't want kids I'm like yeah. I 100% want kids or saying like he doesn't know he would have them and I'm like I don't want somebody who doesn't want kids yeah. mm-hmm. and
2: he's 40 like yeah and he's 40 he would know then your your, sp- your sperm gets dusty after a while. I mean, I feel like you can still shoot them out. How no. was Nick Cannon? I, I mean, uh, men they they can still shoot out. To well, like I was going to say 70, Nick Cannon. 80s. I don't think he's. I think he's specifically he's closer
3: to my age. Oh, okay, I don't think he's Is forty.
2: Because he? I was like, he. I've never seen someone more fertile in my life. He's shooting. Yeah, seven in a year. I know someone did a headline of being like, how did this happen? Like how, like, and he like, it's like Nick Cannon responding to like how he had seven kids in a year. And this comedian, I follow quote tweeted it going, I think he had sex. Like, I think that's how
5: he did it. is 40.
2: And yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, he could definitely have them still. Yeah. But
4: yeah. So when the original call I had said, like, at first he said he wanted kids and he definitely did. Let me be clear. He definitely was like, oh yeah, I want kids. I want four. So I was coming in high being like, I want four. I'll settle for two and then as we started talking it became a thing of like oh well i would date somebody with kids and he had already helped raise somebody's kids yeah um, for a few years and so that's where he was at but that is definitely not what he
2: said the first time so yeah. no it's trying to get you, you you say what you think people want to hear and then once it like it's yeah. the dust, dust settles you're like oh by the way i'm going to retract that statement mm-hmm. just like by the way how old are you yeah. again like i don't remember from the original call i'm 27 Yeah, too fucking old too. Yeah. Too fucking old. I'm sure we didn't focus on the age part because anytime there's a time we can focus on something besides the age because all I do is rag on people who like date old dudes for free. So that (laughs) doesn't. I think think we did. I'm sure we did a little bit.
4: No, you actually didn't. And I was shocked at that because I was like, I was ragging on myself. I have a strict like nine year policy older. And you guys didn't say anything about it and I thought it was so funny. I was like, maybe I'm getting old and it's like not such a thing anymore. No, no, it's the other <laughs> it's, stuff it's, it's,
2: it's most definitely the fact that like that's what we come for so hard all the time. So when there's a way we can not we can be like, I'm not coming for that, I am coming for
3: that. Yeah. But I
2: can like skirt around it to like these are also issues. I true. do that. Yeah. true,
3: true, true. Same when we're like somebody like break up with him or cheat on him oh, or mm-hmm. not cheat on him <laughs> oh
6: My God, what is this? We've Call her daddy? Break shit. up with him
3: or divorce him. Yes. Then we try to find Ooh. other things to Focus on so then you can get there. Mm -hmm,
6: mm -hmm, mm
4: -hmm. I did ask him. I was like, okay, fine. You don't want to be a dad. I'll take the child support though. Just give me the money. And he liked that. So,
2: okay. (laughs) I mean, that's fair. I could have got
4: something out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Some
2: alimony. (laughs) I love that. Well, I am so happy for you that that this situation is not it and that like you didn't have to hear. I, I am, I'm always happy when people hear our call and it's like, yeah, this is how I'm feeling. So we didn't, it was less of a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. You got there first and then the call reinforced it versus us having to deliver the bad news that like you shouldn't, it wouldn't work out. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, I, yeah, I called in expecting the bad news. I'm, I'm like, I'm all for it because I needed an ass kicking. So uh, it was good. We love to hear that.
3: Yeah. I'm glad that it all worked out. And you guys are still
4: friends and yeah. you can work yeah, comfortably work together. together, together. Everything's still normal. So it can work sometimes. Yeah am mm-hmm. all let me give advice to the people no
2: <laughs> it, it can work on occasion so
4: yeah because you're good not dating now. that's yeah. how
2: it works the yeah. friendship part <laughs> that's that's how it works you maintain that cool yeah. well thank you thank so much you. for giving us the update and yeah I think people will be very relieved to hear that you are not dating a 40 year old Yeah, I am too it's always the best part of my day when I find out someone in their 20s isn't dating a 40 year old I'm like oh it's a good time it's a good time to be alive <laughs> yeah if you would like to find me a husband that'd be great
4: I'm looking still for single. one so I can't even I
2: yeah I'm gonna <laughs> let you know right now from where you are located I don't know what to tell you I really don't have to to be fair, I do live
4: in town so maybe there's hope yeah, yeah but... you
2: need to in order to find someone who is the same political field as you you need to find someone who works at a dispensary but then you still got to fence like vet them yeah, because like the weird like Republican crossover with dispensaries, I'm like, what is this Money. It is true. It's capitalism. Yep. What a time. Well, thank you so much for giving us an update. Yeah. Have a
3: good rest of your day.
2: Thank you too. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. I love this update. Mm-hmm. I mean, I also like love this caller very much on our vibe on our wavelength, and I love when something happens that like a lot of the time people will tell us like in the Facebook group or whatever that they will like write out what they're going to say on a call. And then they're like, all right, now I know what I'm going to do. I know what they're going to say. I don't even need to call in. But I love when people like as soon as you hang up the phone, you're like, yeah, I know Mm -hmm. this was all I needed. This is the final straw I needed for this. And like, don't even necessarily need to wait to make a decision. And I would like some applause and people for to be proud of me for finding a way. And that was intentional in the original call that I did not talk about their age gap. (laughs) (laughs) Go me. Look at me. I thought about it. Yeah. It was there, but I found a way to screw There are other around to yeah, look at and observe, and it just adds on. That's all it does is just adds on to that. It's hard being so smart. I wouldn't actually. Oh, it's not a burden that I deal with. <laughs> I disagree. I am emotionally intelligent. I'm not book smart. Yeah, but to be fair, like my emotional intelligence. A, I'm so much funnier and like i would be too powerful like here's the thing if i didn't have oh ibs gosh. or i was book smart i would be way too powerful but hot pe- have you seen the whole trend that everyone says on tiktok hot people have stomach issues and i will say sample size
4: you you have stomach issues it did just make a noise hot
2: people <laughs> my sample two out of two 100% <laughs> case in point Ugh. okay should Try. we get into the calls Hi, Megan and Melissa.
7: Um, I'm 19 years old. My pronouns are she, her, and I am a cancer. So I need some advice. I recently, within the past five months, broke off a friendship with my best friend since grade school, like literally kindergarten we've been friends. Um, she was very toxic. She proved to me that she didn't prioritize spending time with me or checking in on me and always would if I ever needed advice, she would always shut me down and put her boyfriend first. And I have no problem with said boyfriend. However, we have been best friends since we are eight years old. We've danced together, cheered together. We did everything together. And she just proved to me that our friendship was not as deep as I thought it was. And so basically when we broke our friendship off, I basically told her I didn't like the person she was becoming and she has been a shitty friend and I didn't like the person that she was becoming to me and our other friends. And it was really hard to get in touch with her. She basically told me that she wasn't really sorry that this is who she is now. And I have to accept that. And, And then I said, you know, I really don't think we should be friends anymore, and that was that. We had a civil conversation. I was sad, but I thought it ended well. The next day, I got a text from a, a mutual friend we both have, saying that she shared very, very deep personal information that I confided in her privately with her friends from school, from university, and that is just not okay with me. At that point, I knew that our friendship was over, and I had texted her some pretty mean things because I was very angry. And as a cancer, I'm very emotional. And I regret saying what I did, but at the same time, I just felt like there was nothing else I would get through to her. So basically, I'm asking do I try to reach out to her and tell her I miss her? We have not had any contact since January of the new year, and I just want to. Let her know how much she hurt me. Um, but I don't think I will get the response that I want. Um, thank you, guys. And uh, I love the podcast.
2: Sounds about like closures. What you want? And you sound pretty self-aware knowing that you don't think that you're going to get the answer that you want. And you don't miss her. No. You want her to know how badly she hurt you. And I think this is like a... I don't mean to say this in like a tough love kind of way. But she knows how much she hurt you. She just doesn't care. That's a part that's like really hard to swallow. You would never, when someone treats you in a way that you would never treat someone else, it can kind of feel like, well, they must not understand how much this has hurt me. Mm -hmm. And usually they do understand and they did that in spite of that. And like, they know that they're okay with it and that's what it is. And like, you're right. You're not going to be able to get the answer that you want. Um, And you're not gonna get the apology you're not gonna get the I really regretted all of that and if you ever were to get that it will mean nothing if you have to approach her for that yeah I've had friends who've like had like the and this is like the idea of closure or whatever of like I just want my ex to say that like I was the best he ever had like he will never meet anyone like me like what he did to me was fucking awful and like I he will never meet anyone like me again and I'm the one that got away and I'm like it's not, it's not gonna happen like mm-hmm. and then years later, they say it and it's like, well, I don't give a shit now. Like, I don't care now. But if you need to back someone in a corner to like, try and get an apology out of them or some recognition out of them, like, not only is that not going to happen, it's not going to be sincere, even if it did happen. And you won't have that kind of like, you're searching for this feeling of completion and closure that doesn't exist. It only exists in like you moving on and getting closure from the situation. And like, from that relationship she has absolutely nothing to do with that and the less power you give her in like your journey moving on the better she sounds like she sucks
6: yeah
3: well said i got nothing off that.
6: Yeah. hello lady i'm a 22 year old female and i just recently graduated college i have been looking for jobs this whole summer to get my life together so i can move out of the house as a graduation gift to myself i planned a vacation with my boyfriend now that everything is opening back up um, We have been together for almost two years, and he's absolutely amazing. I love him so much. After booking the trip, my best friend, who is single, began pushing me to go on a vacation with her and some of her friends for her birthday. Let's call her Sarah. After some thought, I booked the trip. I was so excited. Since then, I began to notice that when we went out, she has constantly tried to belittle me in front of my other friends. I also found out that one of Sarah's friends had been talking badly about my relationship, and that she didn't try to call him out on it. I have never spoken to him, and when I asked why Sarah didn't call him out on it, she just justified his actions, saying that friendships were forever and that relationships come to an end. I also know that she has talked badly about our close friends' romantic relationships, even though I think they're great. When I told my parents about the trip with Sarah, they were not happy about it. They admitted they did not like her and that she only thinks about partying. They were also upset that I hadn't found a job yet and told me I should focus on that first. When I told Sarah I couldn't go, she was upset with me but told me that I had to do what I had to do. In the meantime, I was heavily applying to jobs, and I was noticing more and more that Sarah wanted to go out and party all the time. Finally, once I found the perfect job, I was asked to start the following week. I was so excited. My parents and my boyfriend were excited for me because the position was great. But when I told Sarah the news, she didn't care and had an attitude with me. I didn't feel appreciated in that moment. Later that night, she asked me for my portion of the hotel money for the vacation trip, even though she had replaced my spot with one of her friends the same day I told her I couldn't go. At this point, I'm upset, and I feel like she hasn't been a great friend, and I also feel like I'm outgrowing her a little bit. What should I do? Also, I think I shouldn't have to pay for my portion of the hotel money because I'm not going. What is that city of me? Am I in the wrong here? Please help. Sarah,
2: it's not your friend. Sarah has a lot of audacity. Can we change your name to Rachel? Rachel. It just fits. Yeah. Yeah, this is like, (laughs) she sounds like she sucks. Like, (laughs) she doesn't sound like she sucks. This girl sucks. sucks. But I'm also part of the thing, like, you don't like this girl. And I don't mean this in like a mean way. Like, does she even like you? Right. Like, why are you friends with her?
3: Why is she in your life? Your parents don't like her. She talks bad about your boyfriend. She talks bad about your other friends' relationships. She's asking you for money. I think you said she goes out and parties. She's on drugs. Yeah, (laughs) sounds like she's gone. Why is she like shaking you down for money when somebody else is already, like, are you paying for this other person to go? Are
2: you sponsoring their party weekend? Right. I think that there's a clarifying question that has to happen there where it's like, oh, I was under the impression, like, when I told you that this person would be replacing my spot, like, I can't cover that, like, I let, you know, ahead of time, what's You're the not, yeah, deal? Like, unless they, like, it was a miscommunication and it was like, oh, it's, I didn't realize, blah, 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 like, that. You're not going. But no. There's
3: no reason why you should be paying for somebody else to go on a trip.
2: Especially because your spot got filled. Like, yeah. I understand if it's, like, you back out last right. minute and it's, like, I will still, like, I'm going to still cover the spot. Like, I don't want to put you guys out. But, like, you have someone who's, like, pay- like it just doesn't make sense. I will also say that we have response of, like, why were you talking shit or whatever? And it's, like, well, like, friendships last forever. Relationships don't. What? Was that a threat? What? Is she going to murder him? <laughs> like, what? She sounds like, you know, that, like, old school movie trope. of like, the single girls are bitter. And, like, I never believe that. she she sounds just angry. Yeah. Like mad at the world, like only wants everyone to be single and going out and partying with her.
3: If this was me, I'd ghost her. But, you know, you might have better communication skills. And I just like somebody's already going in my spot. And then after that, after saying that, I would just kindly, you know, just back away because this girl's not your friend. You don't like her. So why are you still entertaining
2: her in your life? And I will be honest, like the group of, I don't know how you found out that she was talking shit about, someone else was talking shit about your boyfriend and she didn't stand up for you. I would be curious who told you because did that person stand up for you in that conversation? And also when people are talking behind, because you said she's
3: told you things too. Do you stand up for those people?
2: Yeah. This sounds to me like this entire group of people is like really toxic. And anyone who's going to like, stand by and like hear someone say like nasty shit about someone and all of that like that's that's not it and like she's definitely doing it she did it talked with you about other people means she's doing it to you and like Mm -hmm. we know that and like that's going to happen and it sounds like her friends also do that and like of course she's not going to call them out on it like she does that and so like I think that like this whole friend group is like not it it's toxic and you are of the age like I will like 22 is like that is this is the age where these friendships you lose a lot of those friendships when you're at just different life stages. Because I think that like your early 20s, you you do, you do go through like a lot of changes in your life and you have some friends who are going out every night and it's just partying and they're, maybe they're continuing to do school or they're taking a break or they're not like really into their jobs. And they are people who are like really starting career paths and it is just a time of like growing apart. But I think, yeah, again, if it was me, I would probably also just like ghost, but I would be like, yeah, this person is covering taking my spot I'm not paying for them to go hope you guys have fun and then I just would not instigate a conversation or texting and then like take a, a big chunk of a break and then you can be like or maybe if you want to like say like hey I just think that like we're growing apart and we have some like different priorities like I wish you nothing but the best but like I'm gonna take a step back from our friendship and I'm really focusing on work and stuff now and uh, my relationship and people who are like supportive of me and like my endeavors and stuff and that just doesn't seem to be like where we are at at this point in our lives what a mature conversation would i do it do it no No. (laughs) (laughs) never (laughs) i've just like this and it's not even like when people are like ghosting like blah 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 like whether it's like mean or what it is truly based on the fact for me that i don't care anymore at all and if I have a conversation with you about that, you will be able to see on my face that I don't give a shit about you. And I think that's actually meaner. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I think if I have a conversation with you, it will probably be way meaner. I'm doing both of us a favor by yeah. just slipping away. Yeah. Fucking Rachel. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back.
1: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
0: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans
3: with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy delicious shake and they also have 3 tins 4 shake flavor starter kit which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9.
2: And we are back from our break. Wow. What a great break. What did you do? Um,
3: I sat here and I swallowed one gulp of spit. Mm, I ran a
2: 5K. So,
3: Ma'am, you're a liar. I saw you scribble a little line on your legal paper.
2: Yeah, because I'm going to turn me. (laughs) I'm a litigator. There's this girl on Love Island who, for fun, she like runs, which... I'm not judging anyone who runs for fun. I don't understand you, but like I respect you and like I'm jealous. Like that sounds like I could have endorphins released that way and my like body wouldn't split in half. Like that sounds like it'd be a great time. Um, But she like runs, I forget what it was, but she like said this thing that she runs like 105Ks just like for fun. But then she said her ideal first date would be going on a run and there's one character Faye, who i relate to her person person. this is not characters love island then Faye, who's like what someone i relate to deeply she just turns and makes a face she goes that's your ideal that's my worst fucking nightmare and i was like same you know what that means though
3: what she has terrible knees or do you have to have great knees to run that much they break your knees break down the more that you use them so like They might have been great, but like when she's like 40, they're going to be awful.
2: I can teach her a thing or two. I've got some bad knees already.
3: Yours are different. Mine are
2: boring. It's going to be like a, (laughs) it's a different type of thing. So if that makes her happy, cool. A first date going on a run. What would you do if a man said, hi, I would like to take on a first date on a run? I'll say I have pleurisy. We're not going to make it around the block. Would that immediately make you not attracted to them?
3: No, I'll say I'll walk you, but like I'm not going to do Like you're a (laughs)
2: give me a lesion, i will walk you will, bitch you know i have a convertible so i will drive next to you that's iconic that's a good scene that's yeah. a good movie scene yeah i just i can't imagine first of all can you talk when you're running that like no. i don't like it i don't like it no. i don't know what if this is my like panic brain i'm like what if you get creeped out and then he starts like chasing you? true like i would just be like there's a man running next to me like I think it would take me, I I would repeatedly have to remind myself that I'm not running away from this man. Mm -hmm. And I'm potentially not in danger. It's like people go on hikes on first dates with men. I'm like, no, 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 no,
3: no, 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 no. no, no. I know someone that did (gasps) and she got creeped out when she got out the car and then she like ended the date before.
2: Good. It's just like, it's a big LA thing.
3: It depends on where you are hiking in LA. But even with that, you could still be in the middle of nowhere if you're like, let's meet in Malibu. That's well, going to be in the middle of nowhere by the time you get to a hiking trail.
2: Regardless if like you have ill intentions, if you are a man and you suggest that to me, that tells me I don't care about your your safety, even if I'm not a threat. I don't care that I, I'm not going to make myself aware. Yeah. Like, or I, I'm not aware of like the struggles that women go through of like safety or I don't care. And I think I'm so special and different that mm-hmm. like, you're going to make this ex- exception for me. Like it's the, like, even mom was saying when he would go out with girls, he was like, I'm not like that idea of like offering to pick someone up from their house. He's like, I'm not going to offer to drive to someone's house who I've never met before. Like, yeah. not cause I'm a dick, but because like, I don't, that's creepy. Like, I don't want anyone to feel threatened by that. Like, I'm not going to do that. And I was like, well, he did pick me up for our day, but he knew where I lived.
3: You've known each other for a while. So it's Mm -hmm. different. My hairstylist was talking about how she, she was hanging out with a guy and then he got kind of weird. So, or the situation kind of just like died out. And Mm -hmm. she was like, I don't want to go to your room. She didn't like, he had invited her to her room. His room. Yeah. She was like, I'm good. Like, it's midnight. I'm ready to go home. So she's walking to her car. And you know, LA, it's hard to find a parking spot. So she's walking yeah. to her car. And then she hears a man running behind her. So she takes off running. Yeah. And then, like, she gets to her car, gets in, locks the door, and Tim. And he's like, Why'd you freak out? And she's like, I'm a woman. Like, the fact that you don't get that, like, that's already a turnoff. That, and exactly. Then, and then she's like, why didn't you just call my name? And he's like,
2: well, it's late. I don't want to be loud. So you're right. rather okay with me thinking I'm being chased down? Yeah. He's like, you thought you were in danger? And she's like, yeah. That to me also screams. I'm like, you have no women in your life. Yeah. You surround yourself by men who probably also do this. Mm-hmm. Yuck. Yeah. Why do men? Anyway. Anyways. Should we get into the next call?
9: Hi, Megan the Melissa. Hope all as well. Just wanted to get some advice concerning college. I down, so it should all be good. I'm 18 and already been accepted to the school that I was planning to go to. Now, I still have to pay a substantial amount after a scholarship in financial aid. Thank you, America! Then I either have to hope that the financial aid somehow pays for the whole thing or take up some loans, which will lead to debt in the future. But another option is community college, which where I live is free for two years. Then I can transfer to said school and hope that I get things in order financially by then. One thing that's holding me back, though, is that I would pay the same amount either way. The scholarship I have pays for half for all four years if I went. But if I went for just the two years after the free college, I would lose the scholarship and pay full price for those two years, which is the same. And I don't know how much my financial aid situation will change in two years to still not go into debt, along with what if I hate the school and want to drop out or something. If I go now and I hate it, then I lose half. But if I go later and I hate it, then I lose the full thing. So, it's pretty conflicting. I'm going for culinary arts management entrepreneurship, if that helps change the decision or anything like that. <laughs> Another thing is that um, culinary has been, like, the only, like, stable creative thing that I've been interested in right now. Because, honestly, I'm also, like, really interested in, like, more creative things, acting, voice acting, more content type things. Those things are less stable, obviously. And I don't want to end up hating those if I do manage to make them into, like, money making things so culinary is like the most creative stable thing that i feel i can do right now And if i did do it then i could have like the time to like do that other stuff while still being able to have stable income my family not super rich you know i work barely above minimum wage right now so it's not like i have money to waste so any advice on what you think i should do would be great also if you want to know my zodiac i'll give you a second to guess pause All right. Okay. You're ready. I'm an Aquarius Sun, Sagittarius Moon, and Leo Rising. Again, thanks for the advice. Be as harsh or as nice as you want. Thank you. Bye-bye.
2: I do love your voice. So, like, voice acting,
3: I like it. Yeah. And I like that you gave, like, time Get this. This is the way you do it.
2: If you're gonna fucking give us a zodiac sign, this is what we want. Very end, after you've given your very detailed, you wrote everything down, and you give us a minute to guess. I didn't guess, but I should have because I I, vi- I feel like we vibe and I like you and you're an Aquarius. And that's my sister sign.
3: Analytical.
2: And a Leo rising, I think. And so like, that's like the swap. Because mm-hmm. I'm an Aquarius rising Leo sun.
3: What do you think about this? I don't think the money is the problem or solution either way. Because you're going to, at the end of the day, you're going to end up paying the same amount no matter yeah. what. I think it depends on the type of college experience that you want. Also, I know that you're like focused on your major and stuff right now, but your first two years are basically taking the, the, what's it called? General Yeah, the general ed. So I don't even, I don't want you to focus on that because you might, most people do change their majors once they're in college. So I don't want to, don't even focus on that part yet. I just think it's the type of experience that I think you want. I don't know what kind of, Life like college life, the community college has versus the college life that the university has. I would visit both campuses and just see where you think you would fit in, like class size wise as, as well. Because um, usually at a community colleges, the classes are going to be smaller. So, like if you like more attention, then that might be better for you. But if you like to be in bigger classes um, around more people than the university might be better.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's exactly spot on it. And I think that assessing the financial things that aren't tuition. Mm -hmm. So if, uh, I don't know if you were planning on living on campus there, but college, regardless of like any um, financial aid, regardless of like the classes and like supplies and stuff, Just the lifestyle of college is a lot more expensive than community college typically. Like you're going out, you're eating out with your friends, you're doing all of that. Are you going to feel like if you were at community college, are your social activities going to cost the same amount? Because like I know people who went to community college who like really wanted to either grind it out and focus just on school and then were able to like go to the next university that they transferred to for like a year and a half and like got all of that out. But then I had other friends who like wanted it to like, they didn't want to miss out on like the fun stuff. And so it would be like, I'm still going to go out with all of my friends the same way, but I'm a little farther away. So now I have to factor in how much I'm driving and doing all of that kind of stuff. And I just want to say
3: on top of that, I also had friends in college, like the community college that was near our university was where I grew up. So like immediately filtered into the university. So a lot of, you could do a lot of the same extracurriculars if you wanted to. So Mm -hmm. if you wanted to like go to the community college, but be involved with a lot of the student life at the university, you could do it.
2: Yeah, you sound really focused on what you want to do future academic, like career, that stuff wise. And I think that like, I would really look at how hard is it to get the classes that you would want for your major at your university versus at a community college? Like where is like, so you, for the major you would want, that would have to be, you said at your university, they don't have that same thing available there, but they so probably have, would you be able to get all your gen ed stuff done at community college? And like, to be honest, like, I don't know what the university would be, but like, it was really fucking hard to get all of your general at people at my school. Like I'm in mean, a lot of UCs people did more than four years, but like, getting your general ed stuff, it was hard because Mm. there are so many fucking people. So like, would that end up actually taking you longer? Like, are you going to be on track for a four-year degree at university if you stay there for all four years? Or are you more on track for a four-year degree if you start at community college? I will say, I think if you're even open to considering community college and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to like, like the university. I don't know if like blah, blah, blah. I think that like, financially, it boils down the exact same way. And so I think that like, if you have hesitations and reservations about going away to school, what are those? Like unpack all of those. And like, I, as a college dropout, am like not a proponent of like, well, I'm really like hesitant about this. I'm really worried about this, but I'm going to ignore all of my feelings about it. And I'm just going to fucking power through. That's not always the right solution. And like, I think, I mean, deep down, I knew I didn't want to go to college. All of my friends had huge issues in college. We all knew immediately, like, that was not it for us. And like, that wasn't the direction we wanted to take. But I think that like, if you are more about the degree, then I think that like, you might actually enjoy community college and being able to like, I don't know, like do a lot of other like stuff that you can do and like really take a lot of classes and like focus on academics and focus on all of that and like not so much of like the social side of it. But if the social side of it is something you are really looking forward to, then I think like a four-year university is great. I would also say too, if like you're really into like like culinary arts and you're really into that, like you getting a job in a kitchen or doing something, whatever, it's like a bakery or a kitchen or anything that you want to do with that, or having like an internship that's like really great and cool. And you're in community college and you're doing kind of both of those things simultaneously you also don't ever have to finish at that university. You can finish online, you can finish and save money that way. So I think it's like, whatever is your, what is your end goal? Because if your end goal is a degree, is it specifically a degree from XYZ university or a certain kind of university, or is it more, I want to get all of this experience, I want to gain all of this knowledge and I want to get into this field and I want a degree, but like, I don't really care where it comes from at the end of the day.
3: I will say one more thing. Can you ask whoever is doing the scholarship, can you ask them to defer it? Because if that's the case, then you would be saving more if you started out at the community college and then went to the school. Ask them if, or to the university, ask them if they can defer it a year or two.
2: They sh- yeah, that yeah. seemed like a very reasonable request. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think like if you, financially it is one of those things that's kind of inevitable that most people take out. yeah.
3: But there's also a lot of loopholes to things and a lot of people don't know the questions to ask.
2: Yeah, and there's a lot of ways to have a degree in that way. So like there are so few fields that require a degree from a certain kind of university mm-hmm. or a certain caliber of university that like the educations are all the same. It is literally just the name. So if you if your future like job needs a like a college with a kind of name, That's the only time for me that I'm like, yeah, go for that. But unless you want the social side of it. Yep.
3: I think you should go to both schools and tour and see which camp. I mean, campus life is a little weird during these times, but see what type of campus like you like. Also, I would talk to the financial aid offices at both schools and also talk to a career counselor at both schools.
2: And I would also talk to someone who's in the major at the school and be like, how do you feel about this? And even just like pick their brain and be like, I've been thinking about doing community college here and like this, and they can tell you like, hey, yeah, gen ed is like a fucking shit show. Mm -hmm. Get it done as much as you can. Because a lot of people have gotten a lot of gen ed done in like AP classes, and they can give you like an insight to all of that. But I personally am a big believer in like, If it's not about the social stuff and it's about like the outcome of the degree and the career field, my personal belief system is like get whatever degree is accessible to you. And I mean, it's kind of a pipe dream to say like I don't necessarily believe in going in debt for a degree because it is pretty standard standard at at this this point. point. But I think that like if you are able to minimize the amount of debt, well, you can go into um, as much as you can and get whatever degree that you can get. I think a lot of those places that like, you know, medical school or certain things that require like all these higher education that requires these specific name schools. If you don't need that, the educations are the same across the board. And it's about the experience. And do you value a social experience in college, but you also do have to factor in like COVID social experience, or do you value value like work experience and being able to kind of be more hands-on with that kind of stuff, potentially get an internship while you're in school or get a job or like a fellowship, do something, not a fellowship, do like... um, You could get a fellowship. Yeah, like do, do anything that like is into that field so you're simultaneously building connections and working towards your future career while working towards mm-hmm. your degree. I dig it. But you got
10: options. Well, um, I am 25 years old and I have been a long-time listener. I've taught a couple of times like other things and I've listened since day one. So... I have a question about polyamory. I have been married to my husband for about eight months, and we had a very tiny pandemic wedding, and we um, are really in a great spot, and in the beginning of us dating, we both expressed an interest in being poly, and that's something that I've had experience with in the past, and he... I've had some experiences, not a lot, but he is actually the one that brought it up, and we're both really open people, so really love that idea. We've been listening to um, podcasts by Kelsey Dara and her partner Cat Flap, and um, have just really loved like the idea of maybe opening our marriage. So um, recently, he told me that he would be more comfortable with me. Starting, i guess like being poly like that's going to have friends with benefits outside of our marriage If that would be one of my guy friends which is really interesting to me because i sort of assumed that they were off limits um but he was like yeah like i was so great about that like i know what they are to you and you guys know, have a relationship and which i'm very excited about because like so i'm still friends with some of my like old friends with benefits like he knows it's all like Every you know, everyone knows everything, it's all on the table. And um, so I'm excited about that concept, but I'm really afraid that that once I do it that he's gonna be devastated. Um, even though he's like the one that's like really excited about it. And I have had a poly partner in the past and it so I have like more experience with that and I feel confident about how I'm going to feel about it, when me see. Get the friends with benefits outside of our relationship um, because I've experienced that before and he has not. So I feel anxious because I don't want to not trust him because he's a grown-up and can make his own decisions. And this is something that we've talked about and we both want. But I also don't want to do something that then is going to devastate him. So yeah, I don't know. I don't want to disrespect him and make him feel like, oh, you don't really know what you're saying. But I also don't want to do something that's going to hurt our relationship.
2: This is odd. I have never heard of go after this person that we both know that you're friends with.
3: Well, she said she is a lot of she has friends that she's been friends with benefits with before. So I think maybe that might be why because her husband knows that he knows that they've had like they've had sex before.
2: I mean here's the thing that like i know that he's saying that and i'm not like disagreeing with him or that, like saying that he doesn't actually feel that way or anything i just think that like this i don't think it's a smart decision as the way to foray into this because it puts you at risk for friendships like you're poly great go for it he regardless if someone has like never experienced something before doesn't mean that like it doesn't make their like their desires or how they feel or like their outlook or their like sexual orientation. Like same thing if like someone's gay or bi and has only ever been with like one specific hasn't ever been with like the opposite sex or whatever. But I would say that I think that this is just a really high risk as like the foray into it because you are involving a friend of yours that like polyamory is obviously not just about you and your partner, but like the core focus from everything I've read is like, it brings you and your primary partner really close together. And I just foresee that like, what if like your friend at some point feels not comfortable with this anymore and then you miss out on it, then you lose a friendship in this. That to me, it just, it's a lot of plates spinning. (laughs) Like for me personally, I would not rule it out in the future, but I would be like, hey, I totally hear you. I think that could be like a really great concept. Um, I think that we should, start doing this first I don't know what the outline that you guys have for your relationship is it like would you both be participating in certain things or is it that you go off and do things and then he hears about it like how is it like how in what way is the marriage open I think like if you guys have a really big if you have like a full game plan for that I think that I would say to him like I think that like incorporating in one of like my exes or someone I've hooked up with or one of my friends with benefits or one of my guy friends. I think that's like a great concept later on down the road, but like I'm not, and maybe you are are ready for this, but if this is me, I would be like, I'm not entirely ready to like start with a friendship with that because I want to really focus on us and make sure we're checking in with each other and doing all of this, that like incorporating a friendship right now, I think is something that like we should do a little bit further down the line.
3: See, usually I would agree. Yeah. But with this one, I don't because she's already been with them and they're still maintaining a friendship. Yeah. And so I think for his comfortability level, because since she's had experience before, he wants her to be, and like for his own level of comfortability, he wants it to be with someone that he already trusts. Yeah. And so... I think that their relationship, because she has maintained a friendship now, I think that it could withstand it.
2: Yeah. I just wonder for you, like, do you feel awkward, caller? Like, would that make you feel, I know you said it's exciting, but like, I guess also the the third party, the friend is going to be very aware, aware of like the circumstances and all of that kind of stuff. That like, it takes a particular person to be into a particular thing to like know that it's not going to mess up a friendship. But yeah, I mean, you can't predict how he's going to react and it's all about what situation are you comfortable getting in and then think of every scenario and every reaction. And like, is this still the situation you would pick? Yeah. You know?
3: Yeah. I think the biggest thing, and you have the callers, you have experience. So I think the biggest thing is just communicate, 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 and maybe try a little bit here at a time. I would recommend Ethical Slut, which Gabby Dunn recommended when she was on the Mm -hmm. show. And I've interviewed the lady that wrote the book a couple of times. One of the ladies that wrote the book a couple of times. And she's like really cool and like an old lady now. She's like, I love that. In her 70s, I would think. And so I maybe have him read it too. You guys can read it together. Have a little book club and just figure the only way you can know is if you do it. Yeah. But be cautious.
2: And mi- it's minimizing the casualties there and like what you're comfortable with. And I think having the conversation with him that like, are, is every possible outcome of this, even for both of you, even like you, you are a little bit more worried about his reaction. But like, let's say that like you have no, no plans on developing feelings for this friend. But let's say like, okay, let's say I do develop feelings for this friend. What is going to happen then? Like, what, like if I'm developing, uh, do we feel comfortable if I'm developing like really romantic feelings for this person and they're around a lot? Do you feel like you want to be there? Do you want to like come up with every circumstance and every possible scenario and what you both would do in that situation also really include the, the other person you once to. you have to. Yeah, yeah, because it's, that's also a lot for them to get into of like a married couple who you're also friends. With, I think potentially, again, it's a lot to like, There's a lot to gain, and there's also Mm -hmm. like potentially a lot to lose, which could be really hard, friendship-wise. Good luck. Best of luck. Let us know how it goes. We have time for Don't Blame Them. It is time for Don't Blame Them. This is where a caller calls in, as they do, and gives their own advice based on a previous episode that uh, we've aired. So maybe... They have personal experience with it or they have some insight that we didn't say or they just are here to say Megan and Melissa are completely right or they're like they're wrong but they're still really hot and like that's miraculous and they're right about everything else. Well, wow. I mean what if, beautiful brains they have. They're stunning mm-hmm. like so stunning and I'm also related to Jeff Bezos <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to give them money and or I'm related to the Waynes brothers and I'm going to give them dick.
5: Penis. Penis. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm 27 and I use she, her pronouns. I'm calling for a don't blame them in response to the girl who called in about losing her virginity on season eight, episode 10. I thought you both gave great advice to her and I want to share my personal story about feeling the same pressure when I was her age. First of all, I agree with you guys and with the caller that the concept of virginity is like very icky and heteronormative and based around antiquated power structures where women are property. So. First, I just want to say to that caller and anyone else that whether or not you've had sex doesn't make you more or less valuable as a person. Like the caller, I hadn't done anything with guys when I was 18 and I ended up having my first kiss with a boy in college when I was 20 and then not having penetrative sex for the first time till I was 24 with my long-term partner who I'm still with. I spent so much time before I had sex feeling like a loser for not having done it yet and I had similar thoughts to the caller about finding a guy on Tinder and getting it over with. But now that I've had some time to look back on it, I have no regrets about doing it for the first time with a guy who I really liked, who I felt respected by, and who I felt super safe and comfortable with. My first time ended up being really nice and loving. And like Megan and Melissa said in the episode, not that memorable, (laughs) at least physically. Like the first time you have sex is never going to be the best time that you have sex, even if like with a new partner, like even if you've done it before with other people, It always takes a while to like figure out the best way to do it with a new person. Um, So basically, I just want to support that caller and anyone else who's making the decision to have sex when they're ready with a person who they really like and to try to help her take the pressure off of herself. There is no right age to have sex. And like Megan Melissa said, only gross boys will not want to be with you if you've never had sex. So I would just like to say to that girl that it's okay if you wait until you're older and you're feeling loved and respected. And even if that means you're like me and you're 24, it won't matter. Also, I think it's worth noting that the older you get, the less that the like story or the details of you losing your virginity matter in a social setting. I remember talking about it a lot with girls in my late teens and early 20s. And now that I'm 27, I never talk about it. And it doesn't seem to matter to anyone. So now when I'm hanging out with my girlfriends, we just talk about good wet sex and we don't care if it's your first time or your thousandth time and as long as you're happy and it's consensual and everyone is enjoying it everybody's happy for you so virginity feels like it matters so much when you're 18 but it won't matter that much forever okay that's all from me so thanks so much for listening and for making such an awesome podcast bye oh thank
2: you I was asked you saying that that was the exact thing I was thinking of I was like yeah like I don't think I mean I've told you how I've lost my virginity probably I don't think we've talked No, I, the only
3: time that the the only reason we've talked about it is because it's been talked about on on the the podcast, Yeah, but like IRL, I do not, no, I don't, I cannot tell you how any friends that I've met post like college, we've never talked about how we've met our, I mean, uh, lost our, I don't even like saying that term, how we had had sex had sex for the first time.
2: Yeah. The only time I even know for some of my friends if it was like a funny, like it's a funny bit that they've like made, or Kyle and I had a moment (laughs) because, but it was like an accident moment that like we were at Bath and Body Works and there was a twisted peppermint candle. I go, oh, triggering. I was burning that candle, I lost my virginity listening to a teenage dream. He goes, I'm sorry. I was burning that candle, I lost my virginity to teenage dream. We were both like screaming, but like, not in like a sit down social norm kind of talk about way, but I could tell you how all of my friends in high school lost their virginity. Some people who like, I don't even really talk to anymore. Mm -hmm. Like girls from my class. Like it is, that is very true that it's, it is such a small blip of time where like, that is like a topic of conversation in a way that like, it does not come up ever, ever, literally ever, ever. Even once you get older and you're dating, like, I don't even, I think Mots and I, like it was like years later in passing, like, oh, well, how was the first time you had, but like, it's not even like a, when you start dating someone in your twenties, you're like, how'd you lose your virginity? Right. It's like, well, uh, let me remember back then. Like it's, yeah. It's so
3: unmemorable. Yeah.
2: Why? Exactly. But I think this is absolutely great advice. And I don't know anybody who has regretted like, waiting until they were in a relationship because the people who decide to wait until they're in a relationship that's because that's what they want mm-hmm. and you don't wait for that if that's not what you want yeah. and the same thing with like i have friends who again have done the tinder get it over with and like they wouldn't have done it any other way but it's all up to what you want it's mm-hmm. all about you mm-hmm. and you can change you can decide mm-hmm. I want no 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 and also virginity is a fucking construct yeah, it, and like you can be a virgin whenever you want to be a virgin. Mm-hmm. It's a state of mind. Yeah, virgin state of mind. You could just say I'm a virgin, and I I have no place to tell you that you're not. Because right. what the fuck is that? Right. If we want to get technical, did I lo- quote unquote lose my virginity in so the heteronormative patriot, like to the fucking balance beam? I was gonna
3: say the balance beam, a tampon, your finger, mm-hmm. like, a bike seat, horse. I hate horses. <laughs> A washing machine,
2: yeah, a dildo, like, yeah, like what, like, I'm going to tell you the really romantic time about the time that I ate ass and split, I mean, not sounds, it's it kind of my ass too, but like ate shit and like <laughs> split the beam and it literally feel like it split my insides open. Should I tell you about that, that time?
3: already told me. I That's what I mean
2: though. Hear. But like the concept that like, yeah, when you sit around with your friends talking about quote unquote losing your virginity and I just tell this romantic story about me in a balanced beam
3: gross 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 what if it was a romantic story about you and a an balance being not in a painful way though
2: you know i <laughs> no no speaking of eating ass there
3: was i don't know if you saw this girl on tiktok who got a tattoo and it was supposed to
2: be her <laughs> hugging someone who i think died
3: no it's supposed to be oh. her guardian angel she did a follow-up video she was Thank- like yeah, it was God, I thought it was, like,
2: her dad who died,
3: no, no, no.
4: and I was like, oh, no. It's supposed to be her guardian angel, and it looks like she's
2: eating ass. I will say, if she didn't say that, that's not what I saw at first. It's not what I saw at I first. I saw that, but, then, but as soon as she saw, said it, I was like... I can't unsee it now. Nope, I can't. I and absolutely so people can't. People
3: were saying, when she made the response to it's supposed to be guardian angel, they were saying you should draw wings on it you should go back and get them to put wings on
2: that's a good call because a lot of the people were saying you should do like a neck and a face and people go i don't know if that's gonna look like what you think it's gonna look like and i was like yikes Mm -hmm. true 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 i love the tattoo fails on tiktok i mean i feel horrible for people
3: look so good beautiful
2: yeah but it's just just, the perspective mm -hmm. is a little and you can't necessarily know you know, know
3: those perspective those eye perspective uh-huh. things where it's like is this an old lady or is it a young lady
2: yeah like is this Beyonce or is this what is that other one <laughs>
3: i don't know what you're there's talking there's one about. there's
2: one specific one that's like one of those vision ones like is this Beyonce it's like a photo taken on a potato it's like 1020p like i mean what is p potato you've brought up potatoes you, so much like is if you take a, a photo on a po- no it's it's very old for it's you? like what
3: is this taken on a potato Never heard it until today when you've brought it up about five times.
2: Well, I keep forgetting with the resolution. 240 is the really low one. So like 180, 90 pixels. Okay. Very tiny. That's it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. If you did and want to leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app, we wouldn't hate you. You know who might hate you though? Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> this is going to be an ongoing joke. <laughs> this is for Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> So um, if you want to leave a review, we'd appreciate it. We are also available on Patreon. We have the video versions of the podcast for only a dollar a month. That is literally $12 for the entire year. And some people have paid for the year. Yeah, you can just cash money. I mean, Mm -hmm. what's your credit card? You can send... You can't send us cash. We have no free to send cash. If you see me on the street, feel free to throw dollar bills. I got a Venmo. Yeah. Send, <laughs> shoot us some money. Stop requesting money on Venmo and send me <laughs> money on Venmo. Come on. And uh, we also do live streams twice a month. They're really fun. Only $5 a month. You can support. It helps us like continue the show and keep doing that, which we obviously love to do. And it's a great community and support system just to like hang out. Um, new people are joining all the time, so don't feel like a little... Don't feel like out of sorts or out of place. Like losing your virginity. It's never too late. It is never too late. And it is a very welcoming community. We are all very excited when there is someone new in there. There's usually always someone new. Um, You can watch the pre-records of them, get a vibe, get a sense of it. And you're more than welcome to contribute more than $5 a month. If you have deep pockets or you have a sugar daddy and you would like to make his pockets hurt.
3: Or if you're a dom and you do financial dominance and you want to make your sub pay us.
2: Now that's a game of telephone I like. Mm-hmm. My kink is you paying these women. <laughs> I live for that. <laughs> Me too. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. All the same rules and regulations and requests apply that I said at the top of the call. 18 over, have your parents' permission. Let us know your pronouns. Write it down. Practice every single thing and keep it under three minutes. I would like to give
3: diamonds to two people in this episode i don't remember which ones which calls they were but you know who you are
2: (laughs) and if you are if you are not one of those people and you are going to self-claim that diamond you know you're wrong Mm -hmm. shame on you you know it's not embarrassing i mean not embarrassed (laughs) embarrassed so embarrassing follow us on tiktok we are also on instagram we are literally everywhere our website our merch is available shipping out soon I don't know the math of this, but it's shipping out soon. It's really cute. It's really nice quality. We're obsessed that we've worked really hard on it. And we both wear it very often. All
3: because the time. The only reason I'm not wearing it now is because Hot. we have to turn mm-hmm. our air off while we're recording.
2: So it gets a little too toasty. But hey, once it gets to be blustery season in Los Angeles, and by cold, I mean 65 degrees, mm-hmm. we'll be rocking it all the time. And like, I don't think I've reminded you in a couple episodes, but... The, not only does the money contribute to us, two wonderful, unproblematic people, um, but it also does not contribute to the problematic people who usually own these merch companies. Mm-hmm. No, it's the Green Brothers. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like nobody will care because that's such a back-end thing, but I'm like, I just wish you all knew <laughs> how hard it was. The struggle. The fucking struggle. Anything that you
3: would like to promote? Just follow my Instagram for Diamond Imprint Productions.
2: Yee! What about you? Follow my Instagram, buy my book. The paperback's coming out really soon if you would like to get that version. My presets are available. But yeah, follow me everywhere. Gnarly. Gnarly, too. Totally, Kyle. Do you remember that? From (laughs) all that? All that, this
3: is all that. I did, but it probably wasn't the same iteration that you were watching. Was Amanda Bynes on? In the later seasons. I was more like top of Keenan and Kel when they first. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Yeah. Can, can I take your order? Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Man, I take your order? Yeah, but yeah.
2: That is it for our episode. We will see you all next time. Oh, if you're listening this all the way to the end, comment, which they comment on the um, Instagram. Comment what you ate for breakfast. Okay. I'm curious. I'd like to know. Me too. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.